I'm Chris, and I just saw snow on the roads for the first time this year. Oh, really? I thought you guys had gotten snow by now. Uh, that's Not really interesting. First time on the roads. First time it collected. Ah, uh, I got you. Yeah. I mean, we have had uh, snow here uh, since 73 and 74, but th those years is when we've got the accumulation of five inches or so, and yeah, uh, on the ground, and uh, actually lasted for a day or two, which is uh, amazing, being uh, with us being this close to the Gulf of Mexico. So wow. and that's another reason why it hasn't happened uh, in such a very, very long time. Hey, I'm Tony, and uh, if you met Chuck, Bob, Chris, or Larry at SEMA, I may be calling you very soon. Hey, you're not on that list? Well, call or email me, and let's talk, and this is the proper pronunciation, bigness. That's the, way, that's the way David Letterman used to say it, and it has stuck with me for years. And uh, if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, uh, you can uh, find uh, several different ways to reach out and uh, contact us. Uh, and uh, we've, uh, we've got a lot of uh, people that were at SEMA that are uh, anxious to talk to us, and uh, we're going to be doing that. So hold on to your hats. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wimby, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, Chris, you pointed out to me that uh, Forefest, uh, Tom uh, Zelensky over at uh, Forefest Events, is going to be having a uh, snow fest. Uh, there at, uh, what is it, Holly Oaks in Detroit, Michigan, uh, coming up in January, about uh, January 21st. So I guess that's enough time to, to recover from Christmas. Absolutely, and a great outing. Uh, I'm sure it'll be. I had the opportunity to uh, go to Four Fest uh, this past summer at uh, Holly Oaks, just about 45 minutes north of Detroit proper. It is a uh, badge of honors location or trail, so uh, get out in the snow and get, get a badge if you don't have it already. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Something to look forward to, and uh, could be could be fun, could be carnage, uh, depending on what kind and how much snow <laughs> well, is, is out there. Yeah, I was going to ask: Is it going to be likely that there'll be snow in January? Is that a, is that a given that you uh, that, that you guys see a lot of snow uh, in January, especially the end of January? It is. It is. In recent years, that's the way it's it's rolled. We've missed the snow at Christmas time, and then we get hammered come January, February, and then uh, March, and then it pans in it trails off in april but I, i'd say there's a good probability that we have snow uh for snow fest in january 21st for sure you know we've always thought that uh, a white christmas like a christmas with snow and we've had some snowfall uh kind of close to christmas but never on christmas is that a special thing for you guys up there that if you do have snow on christmas it makes it a little nicer i mean especially since you're you're not having to travel hopefully in it but you're just uh, having a good Christmas time off and, and and then there with the family. Is that something or do you still hate the snow? <laughs> Personally, I'm not a big fan of the snow, but I mean, it is, it is nice. And then that's how all the songs and all the stories go as a white Christmas. And there's a few songs, I'm sure, um, white Christmas with that name in it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. And it is, uh, you know, people are disappointed when we, when we don't have snow. I mean, there has been years past where I've had the freedom panels out of my Jeep in uh, the middle December. I don't mind that either, but uh, um, yeah, it's highly likely we'll have some snow on oh, Christmas and certainly in January. Yeah, very good. And uh, so the the last time you went out to uh, Holly Oaks for Four Fest, uh, 
uh, you actually um, met a, a couple of people there. That I don't know if it was the first time or not, but I know you got to speak with uh, Ken Tudersky of uh, Tyree Lights. And I think he was actually uh, uh, the, the focus or the person, the, the company that was uh, putting on the event or one of the, one of the companies that was doing the event. Yeah, he sponsored a night ride. I was uh, got a chance to get on. There was about twenty or so jeeps. It was limited to uh, Tyree Lighting uh, sponsored a night ride, and they did uh, some demonstration of their product, obviously. And uh, uh, Holly Oaks is closed after dark, like many parks are. And uh, it was just neat to get out there in the night, do night wheeling, like you all got to do at uh, at um, Hidden Falls at the right. last event, and yeah. uh, just a different perspective. Oh, of, it's so uh, neat. Yeah, it's just so neat. You know, I would hope, and I, I don't, and I don't know that this would happen, but could you imagine on the the snow fest that uh, that Tom's having, if there was some night wheeling? Now it's probably not really safe with the snow, but God, that would just be gorgeous, especially with a bunch of rock lights. It would, and I should we should reach out to Tom and see if they will, because Holly Oaks is next to uh, Mount Holly, which is a small ski hill in Michigan, and it's right next to it, and they have night skiing, and it's pretty lit up, so they may. Uh, they may do some night wheeling there, and it might not be all that dark with the uh, with this with the snow mountain where they make snow on the mountain, and uh, that that might be something that might might be a possibility to pull off. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're up in the uh, the area of uh, Detroit, Michigan, uh, you might want to check out uh, fourfestevents.com and uh, look on uh, look on the site for uh, Detroit Snowfest, January twenty first, twenty twenty three. And it is only a one-day event, uh, $25 per vehicle, as many people as you can safely fit into said vehicle. I can't remember, but I think that's cheaper than uh, Hidden Falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not by a lot, but still uh, cheaper. So, uh, yeah, especially if, uh, if you're going there with more than one person. Don't miss our interview with Dr. Pamela Gay, where she remembers her Jeep. Sometimes it's just the little things that make you so proud to be a Jeep owner. I I remember in Boston going to a grocery store, a bunch of the parking spaces were filled with snow piles. I'm just going to (laughs) park on top of that snow pile. Did I mention she's a famous astronomer? Not expecting to be recognized and had people ask for my autograph. And, And to me, I am a dork on the internet. Unfortunately, Pamela had the wrong color Jeep. No, I love my green Jeep. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Hi, Dio boys and girls, and uh, it's another Jeep Talk Show interview. So we're going to be talking with Ed over, and is it Wrangler.com, even though it's R-A-I-N-G-L-E-R? Is that is that correct, Ed? That is how you, you say it. You got it right. All right, good. So I thought it was clever, but I didn't want to be, didn't want to assume. <laughs> it, it may, no, my I wife don't. my wife has been calling Target Target for years. Confused the hell out of me when we first well, started dating. It's like, oh, I just love that uh, Hussan per, uh, perfume from Target. And I was like, yeah, I was interested in her. So I was like, okay, where's Target? And how do I get this Hussan perfume? And you know, I can't even remember what the Hussan was, but it was it was some other perfume. I still don't know the name of it. Damn it. Anyway, Ed has been modifying cars and Jeeps for most of his whole life since 1999, building Jeep and off-road cargo nets. 
Did I read that? You've only been alive since 99? Ed has been modifying cars and Jeeps for most of his whole life. Oh, no. And since 1999. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Building Jeep and off-road cargo nets. I uh, understand that the idea of Jeep netting came from lunch uh, at a Moab dinner following an early morning running Klondike Bluffs. Oh, this, I love those ice cream sandwiches. With the family, you can uh, come out to discover that while you locked up your Garmin GPS in the console. <laughs> all of your Topo Map books and all have been removed from the Jeep. So you can only come out if you don't have a GPS or a map to get there. Is, is that what you're saying, Ed? <laughs> That's a handy way to, to end up at the Moab Diner, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Is this on Twilight Zone? I think I've seen this episode. <laughs> so, no, just, just a fun day out exploring out, out in the country there and checking things out, dinosaur footprints, all that kind of neat oh, stuff. Oh, that is that cool. Way. So uh, I like to tell everybody ahead of time, uh, go over to uh, www.wrangler.com and, and get a pencil. It's R-A-I-N-G-L-E-R. So uh, it's, it's, not, it's not even Wrangler with a, without a W. That's like rain and G-L-E-R.com. And you can see it in the show notes, of course. Only, yeah, if I could only say how many times I've had to sit there and spell that. Poor choice. If I had to do it again, maybe not. <laughs> ah, it's fine. It's, it's, uh, it's much less. Uh, it's better than being in a lawsuit, I think, is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get people wanting to call up me and order some jeans and stuff too you know oh nice so, so you should you actually should come out with a line and then really get the lawsuits going <laughs> all right ed so tell me you sell uh products uh in the cargo nets uh, you know i bought a cargo net years ago uh for my xj and you know i still haven't tied it down properly on the bottom i've i've uh, i've got it uh I have it set up on the um, at the top for the uh, um, 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 the uh, seat belts, the rear seat belts, where it ties into the the top of the the, the side pillar or whatever. But the bottom, I've okay. never properly um, uh, attached it to something because you really got to make sure that those uh, those cargo nets are attached properly. They're meant to keep stuff from from uh, coming uh, through the the back to the front, or um, I guess it even could be the back to the front, depending on where you are. It's a it's a safety type thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean. It's kind of interesting to see the, the things that people do end up coming with for, for uses for them. But, yeah, the primary purpose is to keep things from flying, hitting you in the head, or keep the dog from, you know, climbing up on the dashboard. Oh, the poor doggy. He wants to be up front and love on you and drip on everything. <laughs> I guess it's fine for the little uh, chihuahuas and whatnot you see driving around on steering wheels. But, yeah, my dog's a little bigger. It might just make a left-hand turn or something. Oh, you know it. He, yeah, that's, that's true. It just wants to drive. I'm big enough to drive. Damn it. You work the pedals, I'll work the steering wheel. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have yeah. or dogs do you have? Uh, currently got a couple Border Collies. Uh, we got them. They're prominent. Well, they're actually models. They're, they're all over the website testing out and you know, featuring the products there. And one of them's really good. Uh, we'll go to an event or whatever. Uh, one, of, one of them's the official greeter. And there's always the people walking by, you know, they, they're checking out the rig or whatever. They kind of want to talk, but you can tell there's that little bit of shyness. They don't want to walk up and get pounced on by a salesperson or something. So I've got a dog that'll t- pretty much talk to him. He rolls on his back, sticks his belly in the air and starts smiling. It's, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a dog that smiles before, but shows his full teeth. And it, he's the, he's the best icebreaker. Uh, just, you know, getting the people to come over and talk to check them out and, these are, you know, bonafide trail dogs. They can get out, pretty much go everywhere with me. 
Oh, and that, that's a good idea. That's a good sales technique because then you can just stand there, wait the appropriate five minutes to get all the dog loving done, and then you can pounce on them. Uh, have you, did you think ever, ever about maybe wagging your tail and rolling around and exposing your belly for a sale? Yeah, I, I don't know. My character just reacted. <laughs> just, just try it for the YouTube video. If I run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> just do a setup. You know, that's you know, dogs are better than having a sexy model uh, stand in there because you know that's going to scare the hell out of you too. Nobody wants that kind of rejection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mentioned the cargo nets. What other uh, things do you have uh, for the jeeps for our, our listeners to, to have a look at? Now, I, now I, do, I I will tell you. You have thing, or I tell the listeners that he does have things for other other things other than jeeps. So if you're interested in just looking at the jeep stuff, you uh, go to the website uh, wrangler.com, r a i n g l e r dot com, and uh, pick your vehicle, like a jeep, for example, and then you can uh, uh, dive in a little deeper. Like I have a, a 2021 Gladiator, so I have uh, I've selected the Jeep Gladiator. Uh, and currently looking at the heavy-duty cargo netting. So you can uh, drill down there on that uh, on Ed's website to see what kind of things they have for the Jeep. Yeah, I think there's over 400 different vehicles we've built for now, but yet it, it all started out with a Jeep Wrangler back in 1999, and it just kind of kept growing from there. People would ask, and see, hey, you don't have one for this, so that's kind of <laughs> how it did. Back, back to your question, though, um, yeah, we started out with the cargo nets, and we actually started building, like, the windows to keep branches out and hands out and obviously all that kind of stuff. But it kind of progressed. Uh, we hate stuff that breaks, and that's kind of where we have always kept our philosophy. So these things are, like, crazy strong, um, the cargo nets, that kind of thing. But we also got a lot of requests to make a really good grab handle. So we, we designed and worked up one out of ballistic material, um, pretty beefy it wraps around the roll bars and we got different sizes depending on you know the the jeep it is or what have you and some of them for other like uh, other other vehicles will bolt into where maybe the plastic factory ones are but we do the wraparound for the wranglers a um, couple different styles we've got there uh, we built some panel pockets is what we call them essentially it's a pocket that'll mount to that back tailgate uh it puts a zipper on it again made with the ballistic material uh, military grade grommets, that kind of stuff, and it bolts on there and gives you a place to, you know, keep whatever dog supplies or camping utensils and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm probably forgetting some stuff. But that's kind of the main things that we do. Okay, good. So um, per- perhaps I'm uh, misunderstanding this because you know, I'm a simple person. But when you say ballistic, are you are you saying this stuff is bulletproof? Uh, it's not bulletproof. It's just the type of material. I guess it's used for uh, bulletproof vests or whatnot. But, okay. uh, yeah, we can go and start shooting it. There's a bullet involved somehow, some ways, when you say ballistic. Okay, good. I, I, I'm understanding correctly. So it's really, really tough is what you say when, you, when you're saying ballistic. Right. Um, it, we guarantee everything that we build um, as far as lifetime warranty, that kind of stuff. And I, I do get, I get products in that are 15, 20 years old. So that's kind of the, the, the lifespan that we're shooting for. Um, generally, as long as most people have their car or then some. All right. So um, the uh, what would you say your biggest seller is for uh, the Jeeps or maybe the Jeep Gladiator? Uh, we're doing a lot of the rooftop, uh, like a, a storage net. And, and what we kind of call them is like a ceiling attic net. Uh, so whether you have the top on or off, but uh, 
popular use would maybe be uh, keeping your jackets, coats, gloves, that kind of stuff, hats up above, you know, the, the, the roll bar area up to next to the, where the top is. And some of these are different types of materials, but the, the basic one is just a cargo net and you can adjust the height and how tight it is. But um, just kind of easy access stores. You can just kind of reach up, pull it through when you're, you're in the front seat or whatever. You can reach behind over your head and pull things out um, that are held up essentially up against the ceiling. So those are pretty popular. Um, probably right neck and neck, though, would probably be our dog barriers. Uh, and a lot of people just put those behind the front seats. Uh, obviously in the gladiator, but we also build them for buying the second row in a, you know, a JLU or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those fit in different ways with a pass-through so you can reach back and pet the dog or let him stick his head through. So a couple different options, but probably those two things are the, the biggest, most popular things on those. Yeah, and I see that you have a really, I think, reasonably priced uh, cargo net uh, for the uh, the bed of, uh, of the gladiator. Uh, and I'm sure that fits more than just the gladiator. Uh, but uh, I think it's like $88 there, and you can uh, uh, have this nice cargo net holding everything down in your the bed of your Gladiator when you're driving around. So uh, I would imagine that would, would be very handy for th- those things that you're worried about blowing out, like uh, Aunt Edna, ever since she's uh, you know got the lipo, and she's now uh, very, very light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> unruly children strap them down that kind of thing yeah 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 uh okay just looking here at the at the various jeeps that you have uh, products for you uh, and I, I think i see you have universal products and that cargo net is probably somewhat universal uh but the the gladiator the uh, 2018 and newer uh, jeep wrangler the jl uh the, the two-door and the jlu which is the four-door and uh, the JK207 through 2018, both uh, JK and JKU. Oh, and I like this one. Uh, 1954 through 2006, CJ, YJ, TJ, and LJ. You probably got two products for that, don't you? No, they're, they're pretty specific. <laughs> when you get back to the old CJs, yeah, they get kind of universal. There's so many different things that have been done and you know, people welding in their own cages and whatnot. And it, we do build, you know, to suit too. We'll build, you know, if you've got a specific pattern or shape or size, we build all right here in the U.S. We've got two shops here, um, so you know, it's not it's not made, in, you know, China or anything like right. that. But, oh, that's uh, good to know. I like are, that. They are specific to the vehicles, and that's kind of one thing people like. These aren't, you know, your typical you know, Amazon kind of one size fits all. We do have some universal stuff, but we also dial in very specifically. Uh, like I said, for each model. Very cool. And uh, has any you talk about custom stuff? You know, Halloween's coming up. Has anybody ever contacted you for a, a spider web? <laughs> I don't know if I've done a spider web. I, I do get a lot of black and orange, though. Maybe that's yeah, to do with the yeah. Hol- See, this is this is one of those million dollar Jeep talk show ideas that I often t- tell our listeners about, and and some lucky guests. You need to make a spider web and put that up there. You got time. You can get it ready for for Halloween, and I'll bet you sell a bunch of them. And but I would make them red and black for for the the Jeep talk show because you know Jeeps are color. Our, the hosts are just rolling their eyes and saying, screaming, "No, it isn't." But it's red for me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you've got uh, stuff for the Grand Cherokee. Cherokee, you got stuff for the Cherokee. Is that the proper Cherokee or the uh, the, the new one? So we do build for the XJ. Um, I think there's even the two-door and the four-door covered. Uh, and then, of course, the new KL body, I think, that started in 2014. Uh, and there's 
a few products that are more revised for the 19 and newer. Okay, so both of them, the KL and the XJ. And, uh, you know, 2014, when the, the KL came out, that was uh, one of the signs of the impending po- apocalypse. So, uh, just, <laughs> I'm not a, I, see, I have a Cherokee. I have a 98 Cherokee. Uh, the one, the one that God intended uh, man to make, uh, not the KL, which doesn't look anything like its namesake. So uh, that's that's the only problem I got with it. They should have called it something else, like a a baby grand or something like that. Is uh, is I think is what we came up with would have been a good name for it because it, right. it looks more like a grand Cherokee than a, a proper Cherokee. Yeah, they kind of missed the the boxy classic look there on that design. I think so. Uh, so that gives you guys an idea of uh, all the the various Jeeps, and I think it's really cool that you've got the the CJ and the YJ, and uh, the TJs are still really pop- popular. Of course, the LJs are very popular, uh, but the Grand Cherokee and Cherokee. So it you really have a lot for the entire Jeep family. Yeah, um, I was just trying to trying to think. I think some of the new stuff is for the new Grand Cherokee that's just coming out. That kind of stuff's rolling out around the corner. So. Um, yeah, if there's something you, you know, that the, the listener may have uh, that we haven't looked at or thought of, send a request and we'll take a look at it. You never know. So let me ask you this. I don't know if you have this kind of uh, production ability, but for that uh, spider web uh, netting that you're going to make, it, do you have a spider that can go along with it? <laughs> <laughs> Ed's like, how do I get off of this? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a black cat, but he's not going anywhere. <laughs> so let me ask you something. Actually, let me tell you a story real quick. My uh, my daughter has a 2001 TJ, and uh, I think she got a, a set of four. I think I actually bought them for her uh, off of Amazon, Those uh, the grab handles, uh, the roll bar style uh, grab handles with the, you know, the nylon uh, straps and stuff. And uh, right. I, I have some security cameras uh, in front of my house, and I was actually able to grab video of it breaking on her while she was getting out of her Jeep. She actually oh, was wow. double-handing it, you know, and pulling herself up it's, uh, and uh, sliding down to, to get down, and one side broke off with, like, I mean, I would assume she didn't notice any kind of a tear or anything like that. So uh, since then, uh, I uh, actually recommended that she get those metal grab handles that, you know, uh, attach to the A-pillar. Um, I would assume that that's why you guys use ballistic uh, roll bar handles so that that doesn't happen. Is that kind of a common thing that may happen with the nylon strap? Uh, You know, usually what I see, and I I do see a lot of people will, you know, tell me the story, kind of what you did. They they got some cheap one or one they inherited something or what have you. Um, But I find a lot of time, even though the the materials might be quite a bit cheaper, a lot of time it's the, the stitching, the string that holds it together, we actually use a, a really heavy duty. It's called a Cerabond, but it, uh, essentially it's, it's like a military type grade thread. Um, it's got some UV protection to it, so it's not like the cotton thread or something else that you might see in a cheaper product. Um, just so it, the sun's usually the thing that beats it up, and that's that's mostly what I see is just the way it was sewn and the material they used to to put it together. So we're kind of a little obsessive with the way that we sew things. I mean, um, we've got some big heavy-duty machines, but we generally will do more than one standard. So we'll do a secondary backup. So just in case something were to cut it or something was wrong, it's still got the backup structural inside of it. Um, so everything's double or triple sewn on that area. Um, I, I honestly never had one where the handle came apart. So 
Yeah, um, hers yeah. actually tore, and I think it tore. I don't have it here in front of me, and I don't remember because it's been a couple of years ago. But I think it tore where the stitching was. So it was almost like the where they where they stitched it across. It almost like cut into too many of the, the I guess the fibers of the nylon, and it eventually right. uh, failed. Right. Well, good, because if uh, it, there may be some people out there that remember me complaining about that or even had bad experiences themselves, so I figured that might be a good question to ask about this because people might have sworn off on the uh, those style handles forever and ever. Yeah, no, these have done pretty good. Um, we use, like I said, it's the ballistic. Um, it's about nine inches wide. Uh, of course, it wraps the entire bar, and then it overlaps by about six inches. We use, on those particular ones, we use, of course, the heaviest duty Velcro that they make, but we'll put that entire section is wrapped in it. I, I've had a, a big old boy, I'd say he's probably around 325, 350, but they're doing pull-ups uh, on one of them. So it gives you an idea as far as the strength, but um, yeah, they, they, they are really designed to, to get out and last a long time. So Good. I know if I was concerned, there was probably somebody else there that would be as well. So uh, let me ask you this. I also, and this is something that I've always been confused about. I've seen some uh, some pictures online, not of your product, but uh, some pictures online of of grab, grab handles on the back of the like the front seat, so the passenger can can grab this uh, this handle that's attached to, I guess the the little uh, metal rails that go into from the headrest that go into the back of the seat uh, or the top of the seat. And uh, owning an XJ, I know that those, um, it, it, not necessarily the bolts on the front of the seat, the driver's seat, uh, it's not really the bolts, but it's the metal that holds it down. Uh, I was actually in a, a minor uh, wreck with uh, my XJ years ago, and the seat completely pulled out because of the impact. Uh, the one, and, and I was always concerned when I saw that, uh, that somebody could be pulling hard enough and especially in the right um, state of and you maybe going up a hill or uh, a jarring motion while you're off-road could actually uh, pull the, uh, the the bolt the, the, the frame out of the bolt for the one of the one or both of the seats have you guys ever seen that I mean I, it's my experience with an XJ the the JK the, the uh, TJs all that stuff may not have that problem yeah, I have, and I, and I was kind of thinking, Heather, that works here, uh, bought a 2000 XJ brand new. Uh, she worked for Jeep at the time, actually, and she still has it. The thing looks like it, you know, is maybe a six-month-old vehicle. It's just amazing the care she's taken. Um, but I was trying to think if she's ever had any issues. She's run. We, we make some handles that kind of do that, too. Um, and, and maybe maybe just because she's kept hers in such, you know, showroom-type condition, but I, I can't honestly remember uh, hearing anything about that. that. That's kind of a wild story. I do remember somebody saying at one point that, I don't know what was pulling or hanging, maybe it was probably a big lifted Jeep. I do remember somebody having their seat frame uh, twist or got slightly cockeyed or something like that at some point. Too. So, yeah, I guess you, you probably got to take a little care with how much you're going to do that. I would probably keep, you know, mm-hmm. smaller uh, hands so- pulling up. So if you enjoyed somebody kicking the seat behind you, you'll really enjoy them uh, pull it on the handle. <laughs> but, but but primarily, I just want to make sure that uh, there wasn't a situation where you know, I mean, I will You probably wouldn't sell it if it was, this was a possibility. But obviously, that hasn't happened. I may be the only person concerned with it based on my my experience. But I, I found out after that it's a common thing with the the XJ uh, driver's uh, seat for that uh, that that frame part to pull out it actually deforms and 
uh, just uh, the bolt stay there, stays there, and the, uh, that part of the frame is now wobbly, and it makes driving so much more fun. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, well, good. Um, so, uh, yep, you got those, um, really for several vehicles, not just the, uh, the, the XJ, uh, and, uh, the above, uh, nets. Oh, and, and, you know, the, the above head storage is just really handy, especially like if you like to carry, uh, towels and things, hand towels, maybe you want to put it on, uh, on, uh, things that are on your dash to keep the sun off of it directly. And that's just a great place just to reach up and grab or, or reach up and store. You know, I was I was going to mention. I'm actually starting to see in the last few years a lot more in. Maybe this is just a thing that's gotten popular with the whole overlanding shift, but a lot of in car camping or you know sleeping down, folding the back seats down in the jeeps, what have you. But a lot of people are using our nets to, to basically do that. Where they use carabiners, hang little lights to them. The boots need air out and dry. They'll stick the the, the head of the, or the end of the shoe through the openings in the net, kind of let them air out that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, your water, you got to have a water bottle up there. So kind of makes for easy access if you are doing some in, in vehicle or, you know, even just for a road trip, you know, carrying things up, up inside. So Very cool. And uh, I think you mentioned this earlier, uh, ballistic zipper mount uh, anywhere pocket. It looks like this is on a, I can't remember, is that on a door? I think, uh, where do those things go? I guess any place you can fit them and where they'll uh, attach to. Yeah, a lot of them will be done, like I said, on the tailgate earlier, but we have also, and, and I don't know that we offer it as a standard option, but we've built quite a few times uh, one of those built into or on the face of one of our cargo nets so that you could have, you know, that kind of zippered pocket up ahead of, above, you know, where the seats would be. Um, I think even for the some of the Jeeps we've done where they actually mount to the, the bottom edge of the door where there might just be a flat, empty panel. Uh, and like I said, I know, I know, I don't know if it's still up there or not, but I know we've done some that are like tapered and contoured to kind of fit the that back lower edge of the doors on the two and four doors, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is really cool. You have a, uh, let's see what you call it, a, uh, well, I'm looking at the JK, JK two-door three-piece net system. Uh, and I think everybody's seen these where they, basically when you take the top off, uh, and uh, where the the back windows would be, the back side windows, and the the back window right. for the, the for the jeep, uh, the, the three sides there, it's a, a like a cargo net. And this thing is really cool because if you're if you're a nervous Nelly like me, uh, we're driving my wife's TJ without a top on it, you're always worried about something uh, f- uh, flying out. Now I'm not worried about all those receipts and and trash flying out. I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm waiting. Huh, I don't want anything substantial to fly out of there and. Uh, this is a really, really good way of doing it, and it has such a great look to it. It looks very utilitarian. They are solid. Um, we use um, their their cam buckles, their metal cam buckle. If you're familiar, they're 600 pounds strength, but that allows you to like, I mean, just pull as tight as you want. So you can really get these nets like, I mean, just crazy drawstring type. Um, but basically, so they don't flap, they don't you know make any kind of wind buffeting noises or oh, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like I said, if you got a you got a dog or something want to bounce around in there, it does a pretty good job at containing them. So the the two doors are a pretty good example. You can see there in that picture pretty well. It's got some hooks, so um, that when you've got the um, tailgate or whatever that section there, it actually hooks to the the bar. Like if you have a soft top, or you can of course add a soft top bar 
if you came with a yours came with a hard top, but it'll hook to that so that you know the dog can't just squeeze up and poke his head through that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's a great thing for a dog, especially if you have a dog that gets, maybe gets a little too excited and wants to jump out and go after things. I mean, you can always uh, restrain them with a leash. But uh, you never know when you're going to have a bad situation and you really would like the dog to be able to escape if they needed to. Uh, so this would be a good way to, to leave them uh, in the back and uh, not uh, jump out all of a sudden. Now they might run to the front and jump out the side window. <laughs> <laughs> we actually built some, uh, we do build some dog products too. Uh, it just made, it just reminded me, but we actually built some uh, um, leashes that are designed to hook to the cargo hooks that are on the floor there in the back or we also have a version that clicks into where the seat belt is they're adjustable length of course you'd want to hook it to a, a body harness not around the dog's neck on a collar right um, but you can basically set it so that the dog can't go past whatever range you kind of predetermined for here him and those are just an inexpensive thing and i'll sometimes recommend those just when people first get the jeep nets as well just you want to start kind of training the dog you know that he's not going to jump out and that kind of thing um but and also you kind of made me uh, think about we actually when we when we build these and i don't know if you've looked too far below but uh, you can select your own material type too when we construct them it looks like we have about five different types some of those are made with a military screen mesh that either fits you know up between the openings and the webbing like the cargo net opening um, and one we build is, is the solid mesh but so it looks like a window screen in your house but it's 215 pound strength um, so that's kind of cool too. So you can still see through it. Kind of looks like you have a you know a, a little bit of a tent, um, but that's pretty good at keeping people's hands out. Oh yeah. Uh, or you know, we're worried about the dog sticking you know his nose out or something like that. I don't know. Um, and if you use it on a divider like between the front and keep all that hair in the back half of the jeep, that makes a pretty <laughs> substantial difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you mentioned that. I did not notice that because, well, that's the, I guess that's kind of the good thing is is that you really don't notice it. It kind of looks like maybe uh, the picture is a little blurry or something, uh, but you can definitely see that there's uh, something in between those uh, those large uh, squares, those large uh, uh, strips of uh uh, ballistic material that you have there so that's cool exactly if somebody wants to kind of look at it further they'll look look below where the <clears throat> you can see where you can just kind of select it's kind of cool i i like to sit there and use the website we've got where you're kind of looking at that page but you can not only pick your material type but then you can go and select the webbing color the stitching color you know because you may want to have a certain oh, color theme that kind of thing absolutely yeah you kind can of, fancy it up I like that. Custom tailor. Mm-hmm. Um, but below the add to cart button, there's a, a section there that says materials and color. Uh, and somebody can click that. It opens up a new w- window there. And you can essentially like zoom in and see really closely oh, like yeah. that mesh we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the little mm-hmm. thumbnails. And there's you know military grade hybrid is what we call where it's a cargo net and the mesh screening. Uh, you can kind of really zoom in and look at it, and it gives you all the, the strengths and that kind of stuff. Uh, some of the stuff's kind of crazy overkill strong, but we like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, web being would be no mesh, is that correct? Because it kind of looks like the, the, the holes in between the, the, the big uh, the, the straps are empty. Standard webbing is just the webbing where you could stick your hand through the, mm-hmm. the little squares. So that would be the, the web being that I'm looking at on the, the color thing that you mentioned, materials and color information. And uh, right. there's there's mesh, there's mil spec, there's hybrid, there's uh, ballistic. Which is is that completely opaque? That would be completely blackout, and of course you wouldn't use that typically on windows. But sometimes when 
we do like nets that'll contain and hold things down in a bed like we were talking about for the gladiator we, we build this for the the wranglers and you know four doors two doors all the different ones but sometimes people will want it where you can't see and so we use that ballistic material uh in the same shape we'd build the cargo net and you can strap it down and make it tight that kind of stuff but essentially makes sort of a tonneau type cover mm-hmm. but um, still strong enough where you can you know back things that you maybe put your cooler heavier things underneath that you don't want seen and then you can also put you know strap whatever uh, sleeping bags chairs that lighter stuff on top and kind of have a sort of a shelf type right. arrangement well, well you just said it it's, it's sometimes it, it's what you want you want it to be hidden because uh uh, people are less inquisitive whenever they can't see what m- they might want to take out of the back of your the bed of your vehicle. So yeah, that, I, I see how that would be very handy. Uh, and uh, so that's really cool. And uh, let me get down here. Oh, and now I've got to ask you about something else. I see on this page. It looks like you've got some sort of Velcro arrangement on one of these things, so that you can. Uh, oh, optional dog dog door opening, so you can actually. Uh, do a, a, a little window type uh, thing. Uh, well, it's a dog door and uh, allow uh, with the Velcro straps and you can uh, uh, let the dog in or out, I guess. Right. Um, I think that's typically like on the barriers and it'll like the, the, the divider between the front and the back. And usually that'll open up above the console mm-hmm. um, with like a 10 by 10 opening or whatever. It oh, yeah. By yeah, I see but, that. So whenever they're just driving you nuts and they want to go up by the front seat, you can go, okay, for just two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or if you've got the cooler and you know, yep. sitting right in the back seat, you can reach through and grab it, not at the stop. So. Yeah, that's really nice. So quite a few options here. That must be, just make it crazy. I'm sure the, the folks that are uh, putting these things together are, are looking at these and going, hey, is this going to be an easy one? Or her? Oh, damn. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> it does get to look like a... a kitchen in the back sometimes and all the ways things are done but it, it's kind of a nice option i mean it, it, oh it no kind of it's great for the end user yes the way you like it um and it's all made right here so i'm seeing black beige blue gray uh mill spec gray mill spec mill spec olive and mill spec coyote uh as uh, my wife likes to say tarje i'll say coyote and uh, <laughs> so uh, that is uh, that's for uh, stitching, uh, regular net and stitching uh, combination color chart. Wow! So you have, I mean, I can definitely see, uh, especially with that uh, Sarge green that's on the uh, the LJ and the uh, the LJUs now. Uh, did I say that right? No, I always get those mixed up. JLJLU, the the, the Sarge green that uh, mill spec coyote would be really really nice. Yeah, that is a pretty good match. There's, it'll kind of change as you change materials. Like if you go to standard webbing or mill spec webbing, the colors will kind of uh, vary depending on what you use. Um, we did, and we kind of limit some of the colors just because we've got that lifetime warranty. We've tried the bright colors, you know, the, the day glow green and the, or whatever they call it, I forget. Uh, anyway, there's a word for the special green. We've tried some of those. The only problem is, is after about three years, they would start to fail. Our fade, fade, yeah. Uh, so we we try to stick with colors that are going to hold that test of time. So we're a limited, little bit limited, but the colors will change as you change the different materials. Of course, the mill spec ones are purely military type colors. Um, so yeah, you've got a lot of customization options there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So uh, are, and you bring up the 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 color fade. Or is this stuff UV protected? It is. Um, the standard webbing will typically run about three to five years without any 
so you're going to really notice it. Um, the military grade webbing is a bit further and it'll go for about 10 years. Um, like I said, that gets pretty, you know, that it, it, it's pretty brutal when you get down on the coast, you know, Florida area or even the Texas coast, um, the sun, the sand, you know, all the salt and that kind of stuff. So we really got to be kind of over, overkill with the materials we use. Um, all the metals that we use are going to be coated. Um, like some of our products will have some rings that we'll build on the corner. We do that for where you can hang carabiners, that kind of stuff to them, or they serve some other purposes when you're securing down loads where they can kind of flex over the cargo that you're putting on. But all those are stainless steel inside, and then we put a PVC coating even on the outside of that so you don't have you know, metal-to-metal rubbing against on your roof rack, that kind of thing. Um, so this is kind of some of the attention to detail we go. We want this stuff to really look good for a long, long time. Now, I'm sure you have instructions that come with this uh, for specific applications, like maybe the, the cargo netting that is, uh, goes, uh, separates things from the, the back of the vehicle that came into the front. Do you, do you specify what's the best practice of tying down the, the net, both on, uh, up top and, and bottom? We do. Uh, and when you get the product, you'll get a, a little card. I think it's got a little QR code, and it's got a website link, and you can go to it. We've got a YouTube channel that you know kind of shows how uh, a lot of the popular products are, are done, and we've got tons of PDFs, and you can access it right on the website, uh, just off the menu bar, and then go to installation, and it'll take you to, to tutorials and, you know, best ways to put this thing on. And so generally, they're they're all going to be pretty easy. They're all certainly do-it-yourself type uh, installations. Um, and I can't think of on any of the Wranglers, there's no modification. Some of them will come with some hardware where we want to get more solid mounts than maybe what the factory might have provided. So we'll send you that kind of stuff when you get your net. But generally, they're pretty straightforward installations. Very nice. And it, does it attach to things that are already part of the Jeep, or do you have to add things to it? So where, where there is something factory that's suitable, we will use that. Um, but there's a lot of times where we're not thrilled with what the factory may have put in. For example, uh, some of the uh, Grand Cherokees, they'll have some cargo uh, fasteners in the back, and, and they're okay, but at the end of the day, it's, it's essentially a, a fairly weak, I wouldn't call it super strong, uh, hook point, but it's actually mounted to a plastic wheel well, and we know that if you had a, you know, <laughs> a 40-pound metal toolbox and you know, you're going to get some kind of accident or whatever, that I'm not going to trust that plastic panel is not going to just bet, you know, crack or, or warp or distort or something and let your load go flying, so... We've gone in there in certain cases and upgraded what the factory did uh, just so we can get something that's a lot stronger. We're, we're trying to at least get things that exceed 150 pounds, but most of our mounts are going to uh, get up even the higher range, you know, just depending on, on where they're going to go. So to answer your question, uh, we'll upgrade it where necessary. But again, we want to keep the vehicle where there's no heavy modifications in, in most instances. Yeah, because pe- people like the net. They just don't like doing a lot of work. Uh, but sometimes exactly. you have, to, but sometimes you have to do some work so you can be safe. Just uh, keep that in mind, folks. So uh, right. the, the, going back to the the different material types, uh, just the things that you can add on here: uh, full barrier net, uh, add quick release hooks, uh, no uh, OEM uh, hardtop bolts, uh, and uh, oh, I guess if you if you don't have those, or maybe it, it didn't come with those because of the, the the top that you have, you can buy those. And add mesh bag carrier. Well, that's handy. Uh, that way you can uh, take it off, store it, maybe take it in the house whenever you're not using it. Uh, I can see somebody walking off with this stuff uh, just because they, they think it's, it's kind of cool. 
Uh, so that's that's great. You can take it in, I guess, depending on where you live. And this is the thing that I thought was really, really interesting is you got uh, add-on piece of Wrangler swag. And it looks like you've got uh, various badges there. We've got patches. We've got some different decals. And it's just kind of a fun thing. The customers have really seemed to, to like kind of personalizing it. But I always kind of felt bad myself. I'm, I've been an enthusiast. I don't know if you picked that up for a long time. But <laughs> of course. I always, always kind of felt bad. I mean, um, like, you know, sometimes you get stickers, sometimes you don't get stickers or, you know, I always kind of felt bad if you send so many stickers, they don't want them, they go in the trash. So we kind of let people decide if they want them and then they can kind of pick up what they want and um, that kind of thing. So. Okay. So uh, it says decals. Are, are these stickers or are they uh, like the embroidered logos type thing? Um, I think most of those are decals. We do have a, a, a patch. Of course, you got to get the on the newer Jeeps. You got to add the little uh, sound deadener things to be able to stick it on. But we do have Velcro uh, on patches too. Okay, so these are stickers that uh, that you can add on there. So that's a good idea. Then uh, you might as well get you some stickers while you're there. Uh, Jeeps Jeepers love stickers, but I'm I'm right there with you with the Jeep Talk Show stickers. I hate the idea of somebody just chunking it. You know, uh, a mini frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not saying that happens very much, but it like you know, twenty five cents a sticker. You that that stuff adds up. Yeah, it it does, and, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm my own refrigerator, and the garage is pretty well decorated. But <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you're going if if you're not going on the Jeep, you're going on the toolbox or <laughs> the something yeah. like that. Maybe even the the uh, the lunch thing, the the thing you take uh, your uh, food to work in or something. It's fine, you know, it's a sticker, but you you really as a business owner, you just really you think that's going to be, you know, stuck on something very prominent. I swear to god, I'm going to get uh, 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 Elon Musk's attention one of these days on Twitter and I'm going to talk him into a Jeep talk show sticker on one of the starships. And then I'm going to say, you know, that's a really big sticker, and I really can't afford it. So if you could pay to have the sticker made, too, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any room, I'll, I'll mention you if you like. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a lot about cargo netting. Now, you've got stuff that goes on top. You've got stuff that goes on the back. You've got stuff that goes on the side. You've got uh, zipper pack uh, po- uh, patches, patches, that. Uh, things that have zippers that you can store stuff in. Uh, what, what are we missing here? So go take a look, uh, if you don't mind, back to the shop page. I'll just walk you through since you're kind of looking at it. Sure. But hit the shop button on the top, and you can kind of scroll down past all the different cars we, we build for. You can kind of see some of the other stuff down there. Um, some of the popular things we do in our, our these expedition or roof rack. Um, type cargo nets because um, a lot of folks, you know, get the nice roof rack, get it all set up, and then you're diddling with, you know, 10 different ratchet straps trying to hold things down and <laughs> adjusting them and yes. pulling over, you know, and see what shifted. And so we wanted to really make something that kind of took all the hassle out of that. And we've all been there, but we make some really heavy duty and they're 10 year UV rated roof rack nets that are designed for the different sizes and whatnot. And they've got some quick release hooks you can add to them. Um, and you can kind of see some of the different ones. If you look at that little roof racks um, link there, or you can find it on the menu bar too, but um, it just makes an easy way where you can get it on there, throw up your load, kind of cinch down, you know, based on the height, it'll adjust up and down. And then once it's set, you can kind of forget about it. You need to get something out. It's just bam, bam, undo the hooks, get your stuff out, hook it back up. Uh, and it just takes that whole fiddling and that uncertainty that's always on the back of your mind 
uh, and it just makes it a lot easier. That is nice. Uh, it, it's a nice, uh, uh, strong netting that goes on top. So you don't really have to, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you don't have to really worry about tying down individual things. You just stick it under the net, secure the net, and now you're done. So you don't spend a lot of time on anything other than just uh, getting the net secure. Exactly. Once you put it up, and you can generally have, I can have the net covered on just about any load shape I have in, you know, five minutes generally. And then, I mean, it, it's just been a really good lifesaver. I'll, I'll use it all the time, but those have been a really popular one. And they're actually made out of a 2,500-pound, 2-inch wide nevy, webbing. So they look really cool and beefy, too. But, um, yeah, take a look. There's some different ones. And they base, they're based on size. But uh, most of the full-length roof rack uh, nets are going to generally get around the $200 range. But you can kind of vary it with options and that sort of thing. Now, I, I guess it depends on how, how well you strap it down, but do you have problems with things sliding underneath the net? I mean, uh, is there anything for maybe partitioning? Um, well, on all the sides of them, and we use those rings I was talking about, and they're kind of hard to explain without seeing them, um, but we put rings along the perimeter of the net, and they're not like, uh, I think they're maybe every two foot or something like that. It depends on the, the net itself. But they'll kind of flex and twist, and then on all the mounting points that you can use is those 600-pound cam buckles. And they're really cool because you just essentially throw the net over your load, whatever it is, and you kind of just go around the side, uh, and you just pull with your own body weight. Pull as hard down as you want, you know, your load to compress, uh, and then hook it to your rack. Um, but, yeah, it kind of adjusts. It's not just like a, a universal tension the whole way around. You can kind of section. So if you have something, one of the pictures, I think, that shows on that product, if you go look at the roof rack, and that's, uh, maybe I can't tell what it quite is, maybe like a dry bag or something, but it's down low in the front. And so that whole section of the net's going to suck it down nice and tight. And then as it gets towards the back, he's got his coolers and stuff. And so, like I said, it flexes over, but at all the different points, uh, you can adjust the tension and strength and the height at each section, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. And that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking that if I was going to put something up there, it seems like, you know, sometimes you can, and I've never used your product, but it seems like sometimes on anything that you do, you, you tighten something down, especially if it's a, a, a wide, wide area like that, you tighten something down and you never can't get it quite tight enough for something not to move around. And uh, right. it, it may not go may not uh, go out of there, but if you're 70, 80 miles an hour down the road uh, and it's uh, bouncing up and down, you know that's going to get old really quick. So this, the way you explained it, you can kind of adjust the tensioning over the entire net into like individual areas uh, to fit the stuff and also to keep it uh, stationary. At least that's what I'm hearing. Right, and then also the grid of the net. If you can take a look at where it's got the openings, they'll tend to to grab like the corners, like your cooler the the openings of that will kind of wrap like an envelope, kind of like a tablecloth uh, kind of effect is what it does. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, they do really well. I generally don't see any kind of moving um, with these. Like I said, you can you can pull down, put two, 300 pounds worth of pressure, however far you want to pull down. Just you know, don't want to crush the cooler, but right. um, they're, they're, they're solid and snug. And, and I guess... Don't and I guess yeah, if no. you're concerned about rain getting on something, things that are uh, that you would, wouldn't want to get wet, you could just throw a, a nice tarp over everything and then cinch the whole thing down with the uh, this, the tarp and everything else down, which probably would keep things from moving around too. Exactly. Yep. Very cool. 
All right. Well, it sounds like you guys, it really sounds like to me that if, if you're interested in a cargo net, it, it, all kinds of stuff, or maybe even something that you've dreamed up and nobody makes, <laughs> go into Wrangler, uh, uh, Wrangler.com, and that's R-A-I-N-G-L-E-R. I'll say that again, R-A-I-N, like rain, G-L-E-R.com. It really sounds like you guys got it covered. Uh, pardon the pun. <laughs> We, we do a lot of stuff. Yep. Really? Beyond that, the, the netting, like I said, we make a lot of dog collar stuff. And that was just, it, I know there's 50 billion companies that make dog leashes and dog collars, but we kind of did this just as a request. A lot of our customers kept asking, and it's a good tie-in product, um, but they wanted something, you know, U.S. made, uh, and then something that was made, you know, with the, the really the best materials that we can source and get our, our hands on. Um, just because, you know, we, we hate using something for a year or six months or two years, and then it's all worn out, and you end up just throwing it away. We'd rather not just toss it in the landfill, but actually have something that's going to last for a long, long time. Or, you know, maybe you, you get rid of your, your Jeep and get a different one in five or ten years, and you sell your nets because they're in good working order to somebody else and get a new set. So that's kind of what we, we want to do is we want to keep something out there, and like I said, instead of just uh, – wear out throwaway type stuff mm-hmm. and and i gotta compliment you on all these various uh, products that you have i made a joke about it earlier people putting this stuff together going oh is this gonna be a hard one or an easy one and uh, but it's it's a lot of variations and and i could see how it'd be a lot simpler and maybe even more profitable to focus on in on just the ones that were uh the big the big sellers but you guys you have just a wide range of uh things that you have uh for the for the customers Right. We, well, we've been doing this, it's getting to be, what, 23 years now. So <laughs> it's just kind of started out. It, it just started out as me, you know, having that issue where my, my maps got stolen and thinking about, you know, what would have, you know, maybe saved my, you know, whatever it was, $200 worth of maps that disappeared. And I kind of had an idea. I went looking around and there wasn't any at the time, at least none that I could find. Uh, so you know how it goes you just you start trying to solve your own problem and um, built the first ones in the garage and as a typical story people would ask you i'd be out doing a trail the next week and where the hell did you get that how can, I, how can i get one of those can i have that one <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's funny how those i've i've actually spoken to several uh, several uh, uh, guests that have uh, said the same thing uh, I think uh, it, that that's how the um, oh I'm brain farting on the I'm gonna get killed the power tank uh, how the power tank came about uh, he he decided that he wanted something to air up the tires quicker and then people started started saying how how do I get one of those things are you a scuba diver <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's really cool and it's it, isn't it amazing whenever you you have a need and you go look for something because that's I, I you know that's the easiest thing to do is just go buy it from somebody else and you go. There's nothing out here. And then sometimes the stuff that you see, it's crap. And you go, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I can make something better than that. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't sure apply to you, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, totally. It's been a lot of trial and error, but it, it, with all these vehicles, they all started out with somebody asking, saying, hey, I've got a, you know, whatever it was at the time, I, I would like this. And we'd. We, we will sometimes get some measurements from the folks, like I'll, I'll build stuff for vehicles we don't have in the U.S., and they'll have to take some pictures and give me some measurements. But a lot of vehicles that happen like that, or I'll just go out and find the vehicle and get someone to loan me one, take it apart, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's how all these products kind of came to be, is somebody asked for it, and, you know, we 
put our put our abilities together and if we could make it we did well, well, you, you have a lot of patience to take somebody else's measurements because people don't know how to measure a damn thing <laughs> <laughs> it can be difficult yes it can I can well imagine. So uh, the you, you mentioned that you you can do custom orders as well. Uh, so it, it begs the question: What's the most strangest or unusual custom order? And you don't have to supply any names or anything here, but <laughs> that you've received. Is there something that just sticks out in your mind of being just weird? I got a request to build some nets for turtles. Um. A, a rescue, I think, down in Costa Rica, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, got tired of, I guess, having they, they rescue turtles. And I guess they they pick them up and let them take them off, let them lay their eggs. There's some protected ones, and then they hatch the t- turtles or whatever. However, that works. But um, they got tired of using regular fishing nets or whatever because they would tear, and so they asked us for some really heavy <laughs> nets to lift turtles out of the water. And these are big turtles. I, I haven't seen it personally, but I'm guessing several hundred pound turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of an unusual one. Yeah, we're talking um, uh, Finding Nemo sized turtles. Those really big, <laughs> cool ones. So yeah, <laughs> we did another one that was interesting, and uh, it was for an uh, airplane, and they wanted to test. Um, if an explosion happened, you know, the force that would blow the doors off and they wanted nets to catch the doors as they blew off the plane. So we had to build cargo nets that were strong enough to catch an exploding door. Oh my God. Did did you have to go through any FAA type stuff or was that something they had to do? Um, I think that was the FFA doing some testing. I'm not sure if you call back. uh, Yeah, we didn't have to do anything special other than build it, you know, using the material they wanted, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say, ooh, government work. And and then I didn't think about it. Do you have any military tie-in? Do you build anything for the military or have you been approached about that? We uh, have done a lot of prototypes. We generally don't like to do big-scale production, so we'll do a lot of the prototypes and initial uh, design work for some different projects in, in that area. Uh, we've done a lot of work over the years for uh, um, OEs or, or you know, manufacturers, uh, for especially some of like their special edition uh, or ones they'll take to uh, SEMA, that kind of vehicle. So a lot of special projects kind of stuff. You know what? I mentioned uh, uh, Tesla, not Tesla, uh, Elon Musk earlier. Uh, you know they're going to need some cargo nets on that uh, that Starship. Uh, I think it's time to make a call. Exactly. Yeah, you got to pass me on. <laughs> it may be your sticker on there, and I'll just have a little uh, a little corner thing there because because uh, I mentioned it, gave you the idea. See, I'm 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 setting the uh, the standard right now. <laughs> that would be really cool, though. Uh, I'm a big uh, yeah, space I'm a big space fan, and I've been following all the uh, the, the 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 SpaceX stuff. So uh, I could just that would be really cool to have cargo nets uh, on uh, going to Mars and. Uh, because you, you people got a star and you got to grab on uh, when you're weightless, you got something you need to grab hold of. That this would be perfect. Yeah, yeah totally. Pretty, really similar to what they do for the airplanes and whatnot. We've exactly. done some of the airplanes. Stuff. Yeah, we don't do a lot of that. The big freight liner type giant nets. We don't do a lot of where they get just that crazy big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Ed, you know how the kids love the social media these days. Are you guys on the social media? Where can people, other than going to uh, Wrangler.com, R-A-I-N-G-L-E-R.com, uh, they, they might want to look at uh, what's the goings-on, the behind-the-scenes type stuff. Are you guys on the Instagram, the Tic Tac, all the rest of that stuff? We 
do have a really cool Instagram. If you want to really go just enjoy and look through hundreds and hundreds of really cool pictures that customers typically send us, uh, go to the Wrangler underscore nets on the Instagram. Uh, there's, there's one down there where somebody carries around a, a pony in the back of their van with a net. Oh, wow. Some really kind of funny ones uh, on there. You can get a few chuckles. Uh, so the Instagram there, of course, we're on the Facebook again, Wrangler Nets, uh, and I believe we do Twitter. Uh, what's the other one too? I can't remember. There's well, not Pinterest. We got, don't tell me Pinterest because I don't. I'm not interested in the Pinterest. We do actually. We've got a pretty good Pinterest. <laughs> People like our pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <on>. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, and I'm assuming that you do direct sales uh, through the website. Uh, you don't have like a, a walk-in or distributors. Uh, is that the? Is that? Am, am I correct in that assumption? Yes. Other than some of the, we'll go to some of the events around the country. We just came back from some of the Overland Expos. Uh, one up in Canada really recently. A few other ones around. Uh, we're in Washington state here. Um, but yeah, well, besides those, we don't have a retail store. We generally just send direct. There's a few dealers around the country, but they'll generally just have the real basic, just black only cargo net. So if you want to do anything kind of customer, a little more elaborate, it's generally just best to just reach out direct. Uh, we do send worldwide. Australia and Canada are, are pretty popular markets too. All right. Well, the Jeep Talk is going to deep talk. Not, 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 deep Jeep Talk Show is going. I've only said it for eleven years. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, that we're going to be following you on Instagram, and I'm going to be looking for that uh, that net, that uh, spider web net, and the big spider on it for Halloween. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be one of the flashing purple lights. I'm sure. Of it. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a two million dollar Jeep uh, talk show idea. <laughs> Ed, thank you a lot for being with us here tonight, and uh, we'd love to have you come back, especially if you come up with something that's, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, reflects black lights, or you can uh, uh, grab bats while driving your Jeep, or, you know, something something special like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to reach out. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Ed. Have a great night. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks again uh, for Ed Klein taking the time to talk about Wrangler.com and their great nets for our Jeeps. And I just want to make sure you guys are familiar that there is no W in Wrangler.com. It's R-A-I-N-G-L-E-R, Wrangler.com. I guess that's uh, to help keep the cease and desist letters coming, uh, right, Chris? I would think so. That's a good idea to to mix (laughs) up the spelling there. (laughs) And people start start using... uh, (laughs) Egyptian hieroglyphics uh, to get around uh, the naming problem. You know, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Amazon. I'm pretty sure Amazon.com came up with Amazon because they figured it was uh, it was probably a, a, a short domain that they could probably get. <laughs> yes. You know, thinking of that, I'm going to, if, if anybody's used Microsoft Word, Wingdings is a font you can yep. use. Wingdings. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, do wingdings uh, however wrangler.com is in wingdings see if i can get that url <laughs> wingdings yep 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 so uh I, I, i'm chris i don't recall do you have a dog yes yes we do uh, we have a small um golden doodle it's a golden retriever full-size poodle mix about 30 ish pounds and uh-huh. uh yeah yeah we do and uh, she doesn't doesn't do too well in the jeep these days she's a little bit older but uh right. certainly um looking at wrangler dot com definitely some good product to keep uh 
keep your dog or maybe a small child or an annoying <laughs> drunk adult in the back of your Jeep that you give a ride home this time yeah, of year. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly this time of year. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it's not just dog separators, but I think we all have that uh, uh, that issue uh, where on occasion, especially when they get scared, uh, they want to come up front. Uh, hell, they might want to drive. You never, you just never can tell. If it's a small enough dog, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it from a safety standpoint. But if it's a small enough dog, sometimes it's not a big deal. They love uh, going, getting over to the window, crack the window a little bit, let them smell outside, and uh, I think they're like reading books whenever because they can smell. They're so sensitive uh, on their uh, how they can smell, and uh, I think they just like smelling the area as they're going through it. It's a lot of fun. I love dogs. I, dogs are great. I always, I always thought dogs somehow people smelled horrible to dogs. That's why they always want their head out the window when they're driving. It's a closed, <laughs> it's a smaller space in the house or something. Yeah, they just, uh, we had this uh, one dog, uh, kind of a Chihuahua mix, but a little bit bigger uh, Chihuahua Terrier mix. And uh, he just loved getting his nose in that, uh, the window slightly cracked. And of course, you don't have the little, uh, the little uh, uh, windows, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that part of the window that would fold in. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. think they were called like smoker, smoker uh, vents or something. Uh, yes. But uh, I would use them just to, you know, get some breeze on me when I had my, my car that didn't have uh, uh, air conditioning. Anyway, um, that would be actually perfect for a dog because it's not likely they would fit through there. <laughs> Always worry about the, you know, the, the, the one smell that's going to set them off and they're going to jump out or something that they're going to see something. But uh, Buddy would just love uh, getting up there, uh, getting his nose up there to that little gap and smelling. Uh, our uh, our re- uh, replacement dog. Uh, I've got her where we get a package. Uh, I've got her where she'll she'll run over to want to smell the packages, and I always ask her. I said, "Okay, is it is it safe? Uh, no drugs? Uh, no? Did you hear any ticking? No bombs or anything like that?" She just likes smelling the people that's touched the 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 package. Oh yeah. So it's it's really interesting, and it's it's funny how dogs are geared that way. Uh, scavengers uh, and. Uh, uh, smells. Uh, I, I don't know what they get out of the smells. It just seems to be, like I said, they just seem to be geared for it. Do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does? Or maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. It could be you. Hey, coming up next week, episode 733 on Friday, uh, Julianne from Wrangler Her. Wrangle Her. Oh, that's such a hard thing to say. And <laughs> I'm going to spell it again, Chris. Uh, here's another one I got to spell W R A N G L H E R. And uh, the, 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 correct me on this, Julianne does a lot of uh, merchandise uh, shirts, hats. Uh, coffee cups, uh, all, 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 all kinds of things like that. And she does a lot of uh, training of women uh, for uh, off-road stuff, how to use the Jeep. Yes, yes. I had a chance to meet her first at uh, Toledo Jeep Fest. Uh, I was at Four Fest in SEMA. It's a very capable um, 2015 two-door JK. Um, very well outfitted and been all over the country. And uh, you're right, she does uh, lead women-based events and women-based training and then has the uh, the apparel line and has some things for men as well. Uh, has some hats and t-shirts uh, for men. Uh, so it's not just women, but uh, certainly went focused around women and women in wheeling. Well, when it says wrangle her, it's uh, definitely a, a woman's uh, uh, focused thing. But yeah, no, nobody's left out, of course. 
Uh, but uh, and I'm not too sure about the the coffee cups. You know, I hope she doesn't hear this and starts working feverishly on uh, getting coffee cups in stock. <laughs> There's a, that's the case. It could be another million dollar Jeep talk show idea there. Oh no, I'm I'm looking at the site uh, wrangleher.org or wranglerher.com, either one, and uh, they do have Wrangleher coffee mugs. And they are sold out, as are several items here. And I would think that uh, around Christmas time, you know, if if, uh, if your significant other uh, is a female and she uh, enjoys Jeep-branded things, maybe she has a Jeep and she wants to have uh, some Jeep paraphernalia, go over there and check out wrangleher.com. And uh, uh, you can always wait until next week when you listen to the interview. I think you'll be uh, really surprised and very happy with uh uh, everything that Julianne has to say. And they also have custom sunglasses. Uh, I remember that from the interview. Nice. Everybody needs custom sunglasses. Oh, God, you have to have sunglasses. You, do you drive with, with sunglasses, uh, Chris? I do. I do. I keep uh, I keep sunglasses in the Jeep, and I also have some, another Jeep repair in the house if I'm not, if I get in another vehicle that's not my Jeep. And, uh, yeah, it's important. I've worn contacts my whole life. And, uh, actually, if I don't wear sunglasses and sun, in the bright sunlight for a, a good amount of time, I'll start to get a headache. That's something they say, contacts dilate your eyes, I guess. I, I don't know. It's, it's something happens if it's long enough. So you need good, uh, get a good pair of custom sunglasses from Wrangler and a couple pairs from the gas station is my model. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you can, get the ones that are uh, UV protected because uh, whenever you want to wear sunglasses, uh, that kind of uh, dilates your pupils a little bit more because, you know, it's darker. And uh, uh, that means you're going to get more UV radiation uh, inside your eye, which can uh, cause damage. So uh, if you get UV radiation uh, glasses, sunglasses, it'll, uh, it'll definitely help out uh, more than hurt. You know, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find a link to click and sign up. And don't worry, it is as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Hey, Chris, I've been thinking about something, and I got you here. Let me see what you think about this. So the, uh, as you may have noticed, the Jeep Talk Show has been doing a lot more uh, advertising uh, on social media, putting, uh, uh, I hope, uh, clever uh, images to entice people to, uh, to listen to the show. And uh, we, we have seen some uh, pretty good bumps in our downloads, so it seems to be working. Uh, I was thinking that maybe we uh, stop uh, doing the uh, one newsletter post a week and uh, start uh, sending out emails about uh, the episodes that are coming out and the episodes that are coming up. Kind of like what we do for the the one-week newsletter, but more often. I mean, I I think you've been to uh, places where they just bombard the hell out of you with emails about what's going on. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, not bombard the hell out of people, but maybe more than one uh, or two uh, emails uh, a week. What do you think? That's not a bad idea. I mean, get uh, uh, get get the show out there some more and let people know that th- this week is the what the interview episode may be. Just a reminder because it uh, right. time time flies and you, everybody's distracted. So a friendly reminder. No, well, no especially harm in that. especially during the holidays with uh, Thanksgiving and uh, with Christmas. Um, so uh, I, I hope it's taken well. I, I think everybody's heard me talk about this. I hate bothering people. <laughs> you know, if I had my druthers, it would just be we do the show. We, it's out there. You want to listen to it, listen to it. Uh, but it, it doesn't seem like anybody that has been successful does that. I mean, there's a few, 
uh, that uh, that they don't that, that it just hits the right combination of things and they're just uh, instant success. But it seems like the rest of us really has to work at it. And every uh, everybody does. I mean, think of Coke and Pepsi. I mean, there's always Coke and Pepsi commercials on, and everybody that's over the age of two knows what a Coke or a Pepsi is. Yep. Yep, exactly. And, and and it's funny, too, because I don't begrudge Coke. I've always enjoyed uh, their commercials and stuff, uh, and uh, especially the polar bears. You know, I don't, I haven't watched a commercial in years uh, since we uh, cut the cable uh, cord, uh, so to speak, and uh, everything I watch now is commercial-free or I don't pay attention to it. I bet you, you know, commercials on TV is, are really tough uh, because you have so many other devices that you can uh, – uh, bide your time while that commercial's on. Uh, it's funny. I uh, I just canceled uh, Sling uh, service today because the uh, the monthly renewal was forty three bucks, and that wow. and that means I get to watch uh, anything I want, uh, pretty much anything I want. Like if you were on cable TV, for example, uh, watch it pretty much anything I want with commercials. So wow. why do I want to pay forty three dollars a month to watch something with commercials? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, why are you leaving? Because it's too damned expensive for what I'm getting. So, yeah. Exactly. Sling is Pay to now watch canceling. commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, you could get direct TV now uh, streaming as well. And we had that service for a number of years. Uh, my wife always complained about the rain fade, which happened very, very infrequently. And it was just an amazing technology to me where everything was being beamed down from geosynchronous satellite. And, uh, oh, my, how things have changed. Maybe Elon will jump into uh, television next, uh, his next adventure with Starlink and whatnot. Hey, with uh, Starlink, uh, that's streaming. So it's, it, I, I think everything is going to go streaming. Uh, and there'll, there'll always be some local channels, I think. But I imagine they're going to be getting really tough for them to uh, maintain a, uh, a business model where they can make, uh, make money. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It seems like the internet has um, screwed up so many business models uh, for people, but uh, in a good way for the consumers, uh, like uh, long distance. Uh, you remember having long distance uh, calls that were uh, just a, a few minutes. It might cost you 10 bucks to have talked, uh, spoken with somebody for three or four minutes in another state. Or maybe, oh, yeah. even, maybe even in the same state, it just wasn't in the same area code you were in. So, that was a big deal. Wait uh, till after 9 p.m. Yes. Keep the call short. <laughs> exactly well that's all jeep talk show we have for you at uh, this day jeeper until our next show be sure and check us out on tic tac or are you kids calling it TikTok? i think and as always thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded jeep podcast broadcasting since 2010